Welcome back to the channel folks, this is Shane. Today we're gonna get stuck into the most underrated guitars slash guitar brands of all time, at least in my opinion. Let's get into it. Welcome back folks, this is Shane. This video isn't sponsored by anyone except for you guys. So if you do enjoy the video, please give it a thumbs up. I appreciate that. If you can get it to 1000 likes, that would be amazing. Thank you for all the support with this particular series of videos. Now this video is part six in a series of videos I do very much like this. So if you do enjoy it, I'll leave a playlist up in the cards or in the description and you can go through and watch some of the others. So today's video is a little bit different. What it isn't is a list of the best inexpensive alternatives, which is a really popular series of videos I've been putting together. This video is about the most underrated guitars. So this might be a full range of guitars from a brand or it might be particular instruments that I think stand up or better than they should be for their price, but no one talks about them, or they're expensive, but they're still amazing. So this list comes from experience of playing all the guitars on this list or having some interaction with them, either owning them or testing them out for review. So I hope you like this video. If you do, please give it a thumbs up. I appreciate that. Let's get into it. So the first guitar on this list is one that I gigged with extensively about four years ago in San Francisco, and this is the Epiphone Les Paul Special 2. These guitars are fantastic for the kind of stuff that I like. I like a very simple guitar with a big neck. These tick both of those boxes. You get the big 50s style neck, although now they're making them with the 60s neck. So if you're more into that, I'll leave some links below and you can check those out as well. But the fact is on the used market, these can be found for about hundred bucks US, which is super cheap. If you live in Australia, they might sell for around 200 bucks used. But the fact is they're an awesome instrument. What I love about them personally is the fact there's only one volume and one tone control. I hardly ever use my tone controls as it is, so having just one of them is fine. Now, I was plugging this guitar into a Fender Deluxe Plus 112, which is a solid state amp, and I had my Royal Flush Dual Overdrive pedal, and I think I was playing the Wampler um, delay back then as well, and the tones spoke for themselves. I never had to think about my setup. I never had to really tweak anything. I could just turn down and get a really great rhythm tone. Turn up, get a really great lead tone. Overall, if you can find a Les Paul Special 2 used or new, they're definitely worth checking out. As a lefty, they're much, much harder to find. You might not have much luck in Australia, but they can still be found on the used market in other parts of the world. Up next is a brand you've seen showcased on the channel a number of times. I like to try these guitars out every year because I feel like they're one of the most underrated guitars of all time, especially given the price. Now, this is another inexpensive one as well. We'll get to some more of the expensive ones in just a bit, but in terms of less expensive, most underrated guitars, I have to put any of the Yamaha Pacifica models on this list. These are fantastic instruments. These are much better currently than the guitars were getting made back when I first started. They were two or three times the price, no doubt about it. So I would put the Yamaha Pacificas slightly above, this is just my opinion, but I would put them slightly above the Affinity Series, Strats and Telecasters. In terms of their quality, the pickups, all that kind of stuff. My only small criticism of them is that the toggle switch for the pickups can feel a little bit cheap, but it's not a huge mod if you do choose to upgrade that. But in terms of playability, I know gigging musicians, well, not gigging because of what's going on around the world right now, but generally they'll have these as their main gigging guitar because they can cover so much ground tonally, anything from blues to classic rock and beyond. They're really cool. Most of them have the two single coil pickups both in the neck and middle, and then the humbucker in the bridge. And you get so many noise cancelling options with this guitar. 
that there's only two positions on the guitar that will buzz, and that's neck on its own and middle on its own. So if you want to not only play clean, but also play some heavier styles of music, the Yamaha Pacific is a great value, highly underrated. A lot of people probably think these are rated really highly, but I still feel like they don't get the love that they deserve, especially given that there's so many, so much competition in that part of the market. But now I've done several reviews and comparisons, which include the Yamaha Pacifica. My last one was up against the Squire Affinity Series, and I really feel like the Yamaha Pacifica just wiped the floor with the Squire. And that's not to belittle anyone who owns a Squire because they're still solid instruments as well. But I really feel like the Pacifica felt better in the hand. Tonally, it had better output in the pickups, just better tone overall. So yeah, I can highly recommend checking these out. I'll leave some links below so you can take a look. Third on this list of most underrated guitars is Reverend Guitars. The reason I'm putting these guys on the list is they've got a, just a massive assortment of guitars, maybe 40 or more different models from their Setneck series to their Bolt-On series and to their Signature series. And they also sell a couple of lefties as well. There's four actually, so not a couple, they actually sell four, which is really, really cool. Now back, I think in 2009 or so, I had a chance to play a number of these over at Jerry's Lefty Guitars in Sarasota, Florida. Fantastic instruments. One of the things that makes these unique as well is a lot of them have this bass contour, which is completely passive. And what this will do, so you can make your guitar pickup sound warmer and fatter just by rolling on the contour, or you can roll it off and have more of a sort of glassy, sort of thinner sound, which will work great for say playing something like funk, but where you might want a big massive solo, roll it back up, get a big fat tone. So overall, these guitars are really cool. I actually had a chance to play three of these at Jerry's. I think two of the videos made it to the channel. This was the Buckshot and Club King. Now the Buckshot is kind of like a Telecaster, but one of the things I really dig about Reverend Guitars is while they are inspired some, to some extent by other sort of guitar shapes and brands, they definitely look unique in their own way. They don't look like a straight up clone and that's what I really dig about them. Not only that, they're pretty decent value considering they're made in Korea. They're maybe not the least expensive guitar given where they're made, but they're still a very solid instrument. You are paying more for these guitars, but these are up there with some of the best Korean made instruments, whether we're talking about the PRS SE line or any other number of guitars that are made over there as well. So now if you already own a Reverend guitar, odds are you know just how great they are. I've got a few friends with some as well, and I think they're really great. As I mentioned, Reverend make a number of signature series guitars, but the one I see pop up most on my feed is the Greg Cox signature Gristle Master. And I love the fact that they've called it that. Greg Cox humor, man, it's pretty funny. So yeah, this is a Tally style electric guitar. I'll leave some pictures obviously on screen and links down below as well, you can check it out. But I think they look really cool. They come in a number of different colors. You get the Fishman pickups. While I haven't played this particular model, I've heard it a number of times. And I think it sounds great. And the ones that I have played are highly underrated. Let me know what you think of Reverend Guitars. Coming in at number four is another highly underrated guitar brand, and that's Music Man Guitars. They make a number of really beautiful instruments, but I think what sort of has bumped these out of the mainstream is the fact that Fender guitars are generally less expensive for the same type of thing. I say this, the same type of thing because they're not identical instruments, but they are very, very similar. And most people know Fender, it's more of a household name. The Music Man guitars, especially the Cutlass, isn't a guitar that people think of, at least in my opinion, they think of before they think of a Strat, anytime you're thinking about a three single coil pickup guitar. Now, one of the great things about the Music Man guitars is their tremolo system is phenomenal. 
It's by far a much more reliable tremolo system than the Fender in my experience with them. And I own a number of different strats. So I really feel like the strength of the Music Man is their quality. Their design is a little bit different. The shape may or may not appeal to you. One of the interesting things about the Music Man guitars, they're built in the US as well, much like Fender, but they're about 400 US dollars more expensive than compared to say an American Standard Strat. Now, some people will argue that the Music Man is far superior in a number of different ways. I think the tremolo system on the Music Man is far better than the one on the Fender. So if you're a big tremolo fan, definitely give those a look. And the pickups, man, the pickups just sound like a million bucks as well. But it's all subjective stuff when it comes down to it. But at the end of the day, the Music Man guitars, especially the Cutlass and the Axis Super Sport are two of the most underrated guitars in my opinion. Up next on the list of the most underrated guitars, and this is one that went totally under the radar for me, and it totally blew me away. I had a chance to review one of these recently. I went and borrowed it from a shop locally here at Sky Music, and I played it, and I went, wow, this, this is really something special, and I don't hear anybody talking about this, at least not in my circles. This is the Ibanez Prestige AZ or AZ2402. And if you're a lefty, there's an L on the end. I'll leave links and stuff information in the description as well. But this particular instrument, it's made in Japan. It's got the roasted maple neck, the stainless steel frets, and it has a lot to like about it. And it has two of the most usable and best sounding pickups I've ever played, ever. This might be one of the best guitars in terms of tone on this list. Now these guitars come in at $2,100, which might be too much for a lot of people who want to buy a Japanese-made guitar. But in terms of everything about this, playability, simplicity, pickups, tone, feel, tremolo system, everything, this is one of the best guitars I've ever played. I'm still very, very much gassing for one of these, but I know I probably don't need another guitar right now. But a lot of the magic of the tone comes from the pickups in this guitar. They use two Seymour Duncan Hyperon humbuckers which sound phenomenal. They've got all the clarity in the world. They still have enough girth and body to the tone to make just about any humbucker fan go, man, these sound great. They're very kind of similar, I guess, to a burstbucker from Gibson, just in terms of their humbucker mode. But what makes these special is when you go into those split coil tones, it actually still sounds good. A lot of guitars lose the mojo. As soon as you use that, like my PRSSE, it loses all mojo when you try that split coil tones. On this Ibanez Prestige, it still sounds great. It's far superior in that regard. Another reason why you might want to go for something like this over any other number of guitars with a tremolo system is the Goto Tremolo Bridge. This works a treat and it's very, very stable and reliable. So that would be a huge advantage to a lot of people. Now, one of the things that separates this guitar from basically everything else on the list and a lot of other guitars in general is the fact there's a two-way toggle switch you got a left and right position, which will allow you to go from standard humbucker mode all the way down to tap mode, which uses different coils of the pickups. It will give you uh, up to 10 different possible combinations. I think that's really cool, but it still keeps it very, very simple. So if you want your traditional two humbucker style switching system, you've got it, or you can go over to tap mode, which will use different coils on different pickups at different times, giving you vastly different sounds. So up to 10 different sounds, or you can keep it simple. So this offers way more tonal flexibility than a lot of the other instruments. Now, if you missed my video, I'll leave a link up in the cards and I suggest checking it out because I think this thing rocks. Let me know your thoughts on the Ibanez Prestige. Coming in the sixth spot is a guitar brand that I've only just started using this year. It's something that I've seen online but never actually got my hands on. So if you've been a long-term subscriber to the channel, 
You know I'm a massive fan of really well-made Japanese electric guitars. There's not a lot of junk when it comes to the Japanese guitars, even from brands like Fender or Tokai or anything. They just make good instruments. And same with Vola. I have to put Vola on this list because these totally blew me away. And I feel like these might be one of the most underrated guitars out there as of right now. Now, there's a lot of people who might find it hard to spend sort of more money, much like the Ibanez on a Japanese made electric guitar. But this is just as good as that Ibanez in many different ways. This Vola Oz is very similar to a guitar I had many years ago, which was Deluxe Stratocaster from Fender, just in terms of the overall quality, except it's got a few advantages. You get a much fatter and thicker neck, which I really love. You can also get guitars from this brand that don't have the thick neck as well, but I love the fact it's got two single coils and a real humbucker in the bridge. Now, for the attention to detail, all that kind of stuff was phenomenal. Straight out of the gig bag, it was almost in tune. Now, my good friend Dr. Rick got one of these as well. He got the newer one with the roasted maple fretboard, and he said they're on par with Sir, and he only plays really high-end guitars, and he goes, this is one of the best strats he's ever picked up, and I said, yes! <laughs> I really feel the same way as well about them. And this isn't just to plug these guitars, because if they weren't good, they wouldn't be on this list, and I, but I really feel like these are highly underrated. So if you're looking for something a little bit different, that's made in Japan, that ticks all the boxes tone-wise and feel-wise if you're a fan of those big sort of 50s necks. Definitely give these ones a look. Now I can't wait till the lockdown ends because you're not only going to see some live clips come up of the Vola Oz, but also of the Vola Vasti, which is their tally style as well. These just really blew me away. And one of the unique things about them, not only do we get the belly cut and all that kind of stuff for it as well, but it also has a passive boost switch down here on the volume control that'll allow you to take this bridge pickup from a low output single coil type tone to something with a whole lot more girth. No batteries required, none of that, just a push-pull pot. And this is pretty much the same sort of spec as the other Strat that you just saw. So yeah, Vola guitars definitely on this list. Coming in at number seven is a guitar brand that I've had the pleasure of playing the last couple of years. And this is from Pure Salem Guitars and it's called the Mendiola. Now, there's a couple of reasons why I'm putting this on the list. Value for money, these are almost unmatched. And in terms of the quality, they're up there with the Reverend guitars or anything out of the Korean factories that are making some of the top of the line stuff. I would put this on par with my PRSSE, which was made in Korea, and any of the Reverend guitars I've played. And they're fairly affordable given that this is a company out of Miami, Florida. Now, if we take a look at the website, you'll probably find that not all of these styles will definitely suit you, but they make a whole lot of lefties as well, given that the designer and owner of the company is also a left-handed guitar player. So plenty of right-handed guitars, plenty of left-handed guitars coming in at a relatively great price, in my opinion, for what you're paying for these instruments. They're definitely really worth it. You get locking tuners, which is a really great thing. And I think the pickups pretty much speak for themselves. This bridge pickup is called an Attack Captain Mini Humbucker. It's one of the best bridge humbuckers I've ever played in my life. It sounds totally cool. Three-way toggle switch, you get a very simple instrument. You get the contour, lots of just the finish on it. It's beautiful as well. So overall, it's a really great instrument given the price. And I don't see too many people talking about these. Now, if you know Andy Martin, who does the reverb videos and also has his own channel, I'll link his video up here and you can take a look at his demo. He loves his. And he was like, man, these guitars are awesome. I'm like, I know, <laughs> they're really good. Highly underrated instruments, Pure Salem guitars, probably don't get enough recognition in a sea full of other guitar brands. But, but if you're looking for something different, something that might make you stand out on stage as opposed to having the same guitars as everyone else, 
Definitely give these guys a look. I really think they're highly underrated given their quality, price, and performance. This next guitar brand might be aimed at more of the sort of hair metal crowd or whatever you want to call it, or just, you know, metal style players. But I got to tell you, even for a guy like me who mostly just plays blues, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had on an electric guitar. And this particular instrument that I played was the Dean Flying V from 1983. Now, if we take a look at the Dean website, you can still see that they're making Flying Vs and Explorers until this day. Now, I haven't tried the Explorer, but I'm tipping it'll be just as good as the Flying V experience. These guitars are phenomenal value, being that you can still get them new as well will appeal to a lot of people if you just don't want to shop on the used market. Now, as you can see, there's plenty of other options from the Les Paul style electrics to the SG style ones as well. They are quite a lot different though with that headstock shape. So if that doesn't bother you, then definitely give these a look. Obviously, some of these are aimed at the more metal crowd, but from my experience playing Dean guitars, one of the best instruments I've ever played hands down is that Blue Flying V. It was just something to behold, it really was. A little bit too metal for me, but just a beautiful sound. If it had a boring, more boring headstock, I probably would have bought it. Up next, we're gonna talk about a guitar brand that's been mentioned a number of times on this particular series of videos. That's Eastman Guitars. They make a 335 style electric called the T486. Now these are beautiful. Not only do they sound great, but they feel good to play. I've actually played one of these at Jerry's Lefty Guitars over in Sarasota, Florida, and I was pretty impressed by the quality of these instruments. And I gotta tell you, they, they've added a little bit in terms of the aesthetic as well. Not only do they look beautiful on the back of the guitars and on the top, but one of the cool things about it is they've added binding to the F-holes. I really just think they look like a classy instrument as well. And given the price, they're pretty good value. To spend the same amount on an Epiphone, you'd probably go for something like the Sheraton, but everyone knows the Sheratons are great guitars as well. So we're going for underrated guitars, right? So the Sheraton would be a fairly comparable instrument at that sort of price point. But the Eastman are just that little bit different as well. Maybe not quite as blingy as the Sheratons, but overall, just a really nice instrument. One of the things that separates a good guitar brand from a not so good guitar brand is their quality control. I haven't picked up an Eastman guitar and thought, man, look at this, what, are the, what were they thinking? They've been very, very reliable. And the ones that I've seen at the guitar show that are at the higher end of the price market as well, also very, very beautiful instruments. Some of them look, look like just really old, beautiful vintage instruments straight off the shelf. So overall, Eastman Guitars have to make this. It's not a guitar brand I hear a lot of people talking about. If you already own one of these, let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Up next, we're gonna talk about a guitar brand that I think is highly underrated, but it comes at a cost. These are one of the most expensive guitar brands out there that are making production sort of guitars as of right now. So these aren't vintage instruments. You can go out and buy one of these today and that's Nick Huber guitars. Nick Huber guitars are engineered in Germany. They're just beautiful, beautiful instruments. The pickups sound great. They feel good to play. I've played a number of these over the years, including the Twangmeister, which had a P90 in the neck and a Telecaster bridge pickup. And it sounds like a fairly conventional kind of matching there, but it just felt beautiful. It was so good. but some of the best guitars we've ever played are their Orca guitars. The Orcas are on a whole different level to any Les Paul I've ever played. These are highly underrated, they're highly expensive, but they're still highly underrated. So if you're looking for something at the higher end of the market and you're a bit sick of getting a Gibson or something similar, then check out Nick Huber. 
The tone, the feel of these guitars are unparalleled and I've even played PRS guitars worth over 10,000 Australian dollars. So in my opinion, the Nick Huber guitars go right under the radar. They may go under the radar just based on their price, but performance, tone, feel is unparalleled in my opinion. So check out the Nick Huber instruments if you're at that end of the market. Coming in at the final spot on the list of most underrated guitars is G&L. The brand as a whole make phenomenal instruments. They make great guitars. They also make some really nice bass guitars, but they go highly underappreciated. In my opinion, they're highly underrated. Now I've owned one of the ASAT Telecasters. It was a beautiful instrument. I still say to this day, it was the best neck on any of my guitars, just in terms of the finish. It was almost like a polished rifle or something. It was really, really beautiful. On the used market, these guitars don't hold their value because everyone wants that household name. Even though G&L still had Leo Fender at the helm originally, they just never quite got the notoriety that Fender had. And they just didn't have that history behind them either, which, which is why I think they don't sell for anywhere near as well on the used market as Fender guitars do. You can generally get your money back on a Fender, whereas G&Ls, you just don't. I've spoken about that before. But I really feel like in terms of the quality of the pickups, the playability, all that kind of stuff, G&Ls are just as good and many would argue that they're actually better than the same priced guitar from Fender. Firstly, just know this conversation isn't about adding fuel to the fire in the comment section saying you should be buying a G&L or a Fender over one or the other. It's not about that at all. This particular list is underrated guitars and being that G&L is as good or better in some cases than the Fender counterparts, this is why they made the underrated guitar list. Because if you search YouTube for tallies, you're gonna find 90% Fenders or Squires. You don't see that many, I made that percentage up, but generally I don't see that many G&Ls come up in my feed. Let me know what you think about G&L instruments, being that I've owned one. The quality is fantastic. You get a beautiful hard case, and if you're shopping used, you'll get them for an absolute steal. Thanks for watching, folks. My name's Shane. So what I'm gonna do now is ask you to list guitars that I may have missed. Now, I haven't played every guitar in the world, but these particular instruments are the ones that stood out for me as the most underrated guitars. Now, an underrated guitar is something that not everyone's talking about, not everybody owns, it's still really great. So if I have missed something, comment below and I'll follow it up on a future video, maybe part two of this series from the community feedback. So feel free to post down below. I did have a few others I was gonna add to the list, but I knew the list was getting just that little bit too long. So I figured we'll keep it at around 10 and we'll take it from there. But I'll do a follow-up video with everybody's recommendations below. If you did enjoy the video, please give it a thumbs up. Comment below if you think I missed a brand or a particular instrument that you really love, that you think it goes highly underrated in the guitar world. Thanks again for watching. Catch you soon. See ya.